You are a Madonna fan, right? I don't know. I don't really know her. <gasps> but you like her music. Uh, you love her iconic looks. Sure. You know how she fought for the non-heteronormative community to be out, equal, and accepted. I don't know. Being gay is no big deal. Because of Madonna. She did everything for us. She died for her sins. Whoa. I mean, basically. She got crucified a lot. Sometimes literally. You ever see the confessions to her? Iconic. Queen. Queen. Ooh, you got me just so crazy. You're listening to MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your place for all things Madonna Louise, Veronica Ciccone. Hey, everybody, it's Stefan. Thanks for joining us for another episode of MLVC. Today on the show, we welcome writer and actor Artie O'Daly, whose latest YouTube video sketch, Do You Speak Madonna, became a recent viral hit on social media. Welcome to the show, Artie. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. How, how are things? Are you in, in uh, California, yes? I am. Los Angeles. Well, I'm like insane. most actors. Yeah. I'm mainly jealous you're experiencing warm weather because we're, we're freezing out here on the East Coast. Well, I love it because I'm cold. I think it's 70 degrees outside, but I'm like, ooh, I think you need to put like gloves on. Stop <laughs> it. I'm serious, too. <laughs> we're just so weak out here. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to ask you before we jump into anything, you're going to London soon, correct? Yes. Like next week, actually. And it's a very part of your part of your trip is to do what? I think you're you're it's Madonna podcast oriented, correct? Correct. So there's another Madonna podcast, which I'm sure many of your listeners are, listeners are familiar with, called Inside the Groove. Yes, we've and, had um, Edward on the show in the past. Yeah, he's fantastic. The way he breaks down her songs, it's it's fascinating. So he's doing his ultimate episode, his final episode, a live recording at Royal Vauxhall Tavern. And he has asked if he can show the Madonna short of which you speak at the event and then he said, if you would like to attend, we would love to have you. So I'm like, yes, I would love to attend the Madonna event where you're going to show my <laughs> video to a bunch of Madonna fans. It's going to be amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Have you been to London before? Yes. Well, I just went for the first time in May of this year. And coinc- I went because of the ABBA Voyage show that started. Oh, and- how is that? for? Can we just talk oh. about that for a second? I'm dying to go. I mean, we could talk about it for the next hour if you wanted to. It's amazing. I recommend everyone go, whether you like ABBA or not, because it's just, it's a crazy illusion. The music's amazing. It's spectacular. It's just, it's so creative. It's Is there, I know this is, we're going to talk about Madonna in a second, but is, the thing that I've always been wondering about ABBA Voyage is, is there an energy, you know, like when you're in a stadium scene, you know, when you go see Madonna, there's like a crowd energy because everyone's so excited that she's on stage in person in front of you. And the, I mean, ABBA, they're not really there. It's all, it's, you know, right. they're, it's fake ABBA, you know, dancing on screens. Is that, does the energy translate? Is it still there? Well, it's hard to say because I went to like the opening night thing where ABBA was actually there and all that. So of course there was an energy that night, but I'd have to say 
first of all, I think people that go to the show probably are ABBA fans. And when it starts, you really do think they're on the stage. It's quite a trick of what they do with the lighting and the, the amazing visuals. And then sometimes they completely break the illusion. Like they don't try to fool you the entire time. Correct. Right. But the, there's a live band playing. There's live background singers. So there is certainly this mm, verve that's happening within the arena. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, and I think the merch looks fantastic too. I was like, yeah, I, it does. I, I would just, <laughs> I want to, I just want to buy the merch just for, I don't know why. <laughs> Um, well, I'm, I'm so glad I'm, that you're going to go and I'm jealous that you get to meet Edward in person. I have yet to get over to London to meet him properly, but, um, I wanted to give a shout out to Edward and to inside the groove. He has ran an amazing podcast. He has, uh, helped become part of this Madonna podcast community that we all share in. And so, uh, Edward, congratulations on your achievement. I hope this is not the last that we hear of you. I'm hoping that maybe somewhere down the road, he can find a way to make a return uh, on maybe on new Madonna music or, or if there's other stems that get released or something, but, um, congratulations, Edward. It's a, it's been a, a hell of a show. Congratulations. I mean, every, every classic show gets revived these days. So I exactly. think just give a, a reboot. Years. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, just a reminder, everybody, you can find us on Instagram at MLVC podcast. If you want to donate to the podcast, we are on Venmo at MLVC podcast, or you can think about becoming a subscriber patron.podbean.com forward slash MLVC podcast. Get these episodes before anybody else does. Uh, before we get to your Madonna sketch, Artie, I wanted to give a brief bio to our listeners. Artie O'Daly is a native Californian who has been on TV shows like Modern Family, Superstore, Big Bang Theory, Grey's Anatomy, General Hospital, and one of my all-time favorites, Gilmore Girls. Uh, he's received over 10 million plus views on his Bad Boy series on YouTube. His current series, Sorry I'm Weird, is a series of sketch comedy shorts where someone is always a bit off or dealing with someone who is... Which brings us to Madonna. So <laughs> your, your recent YouTube smash success titled Do You Speak Madonna was loved and adored by Madonna fans all over the world. What inspired that sketch? Well, quite obviously, I'm sure you can imagine it sparked from actual conversations I've had with my friends of my yes. generation who I would call them more former Madonna fans because they really... I feel like they've jumped off the boat while I've stayed on it. Mm -hmm. And so we have these discussions slash arguments, if you will, about her current state and mm -hmm. how they just can't, they can't deal with her anymore. And I'm usually the one saying, guys, you're being ageist. You're being sexist. She's actually the same person. It's just because she's, you know, changing her appearance, which she's always done anyway, that yep. they have this aversion to it. So I took that and wanted to write that amongst a group of gay friends of various generations and then also have some newbie that doesn't really know who she is come in and how that would kind of make them band together to defend her despite their own misgivings with her. Yeah. And I mean, and I think what you did with the sketch, which is why it resonated so heavily with people is it's... A, re a real reflection of what Madonna fandom is and currently experiencing, you know, so you do have these longtime Madonna fans who yeah. maybe they were introduced to her when she was as big or as famous as somebody like, I'm, I'm trying to even think of who would we compare her to that's current today. Like it wouldn't even, even be know. Lady Gaga now because Lady Gaga's even like 10 years into her career. I guess Taylor Swift. I mean, they're not similar, but she's as famous, I would say right now. 
Sure. Yeah. You I know? mean, I guess yeah, They're different, with, but when Madonna did Blonde Ambition tour, that was sort of like the pinnacle of where like t- I would envision Taylor Swift is right now. Yeah. Um, but, and then you also have those people, you know, the new gays who don't even know who she is, you know, yeah. like it, and also, they don't, why should they, I care? Yeah. They, they don't even understand why it's relevant to them. She's, she's quote unquote old to them. And, um, I thought, I think that's sort of what, you know, resonated to me. I, I mean, we've, we certainly all have those pot. We have those conversations on our podcast all the time about, you know, what she's doing, where she's at, why people are reacting the way that they are. Why do you think certain fans have turned against Madonna? I think it's been a slow slide because I think a lot of us point to either the hard candy era or the MDNA era where she seemed to be, as we always say, chasing the trends as opposed to leading the trends. So when she started to be a little less um, forward thinking, people were like, I don't know if I like it so much anymore. Mm. And then she started to like seem to really want to fit in with a younger crowd. So first she started with the music, then she started with the appearance. Now she's doing it with like the social media posts. And they Mm -hmm. always just seem out of step a bit with what actually would be considered cool. I don't know if it's because she's older. I think it's actually just the execution a lot of the times where she's really close to the camera or doing something where like, why why is she doing this? Mm -hmm. So I I think that's what caused people. What was your question? Like, why did people stop liking her kind of? Well, I mean, I'm just endlessly fascinated because I do see a trend of, you know, people my age or older who were huge fans of Madonna in the eighties and the nineties. And then suddenly it's, it's dissipated over time. And I mean, I look at her career and think, well, she's sort of doing what she always has done. But to me, I I do. I mean, we, we often debate that where, is it because she's a, a woman and she's aging and people are not allowing her to be frivolous and silly and sexual at, at 64? Yes. Yes, and she gets bullied even by celebrities, by like 50 Cent or Drake or oh, whomever. God, yeah. Like people are, everyone, they like to use her as a target. I think because they see it as a weakness. If they see someone trying to fit in, that then it, it, it kind of deflates her power. When mm-hmm. she really is leading and it's the front of the ship, you know, you can't really knock her down. But if it seems like she's trying, like, please like me, please say that I'm sexy, please say that I'm young. Not that I ever actually see Madonna saying that. But I think some of her behavior can be read that way by people that choose to bully her. But yeah. I, am a, I am of like-minded with you, where I think she is being the same person she's always been. Sometimes I wonder if the music was better. Like, I don't think Madame X really resonated with people outside of hardcore Madonna fans. So if the music's good, you're, people are going to like you. <laughs> yeah. When people aren't sort of connecting with her music in, in certain eras, I often think, well, you know, as someone who's, I mean, she's been doing that job for 40 years, far be it from us to not allow her to do something that she wants to do. You know, she's brought us all joy at one point or another. And if we don't like an album, okay, well, that's fine. We don't have to love everything that she does, but it, you know, she doesn't owe us anything. You know, if she wants to have an experimental Portuguese tribute album, Okay. then she's allowed, you know, I mean, she's allowed to do that. So I think it's, it's always funny when people like get angry, you know, they almost like, they think that like she's personally attacking them by, mm-hmm. by doing something which is, is strange. I wanted to ask, so in your sketch, how did you choose what elements of Madonna's career to include? 
from listening to Madonna podcasts like yours and Inside the Groove <laughs> and the conversations I've had with friends, because the, I think the, the, the elements that bring out the most arguments is anything that's happened in the past 10 years. You're not going to necessarily argue the merits of something in early Madonna because it tends to be universally loved. So right. it's sort of her shift of present day. Um, so those were the parts that they want, I wanted them to bicker about. And then whenever, then, then when the young guy walks in and they're like, what's your favorite song? And he's like, I don't know, Into the Groove. You'd be like, oh my God, like you can't choose Into the Groove. It's such an obvious <laughs> song to choose as your <laughs> yeah. favorite. <laughs> I wanted it to be a, a, the difference between like a, a real fan and someone that just, you know, walked by Madonna in the street and was like, was that Madonna? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I was on a volleyball league and I won a, it was a gay volleyball league in New York City. And some of the, my team players had no idea she was even still alive. What? Which I was like, are you kidding me? Stop it. You they know, were like, kidding, right? I don't, I don't even know. I, it I just sounds thought, like you're being ages, right? Is she still yeah, alive? Exactly. Yeah. You know, I was like, come on, like, let's be, grow up. But, what uh, satisfaction does it give people to bully her like I this? Know, especially someone, this is again, the point of the short, especially someone who has done so much for the gay community, for yep. the music world. Like yep. she just deserves respect at this point in her life, especially. And now she seems to be getting the least respect she's ever gotten. And it drives yeah. me crazy. Yeah, it, it is true. Well, and so on that, did the other cast members in your video know Madonna as well as you did? No. Or do? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, the young guy, especially, he was, he kept calling it into the, gr into the grove. I'm like, it's oh, into the groove, you little boy. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we laughed about it, but no, 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 no one's going to know Madonna of my friends the way I know her because I love music A and I love Madonna B. But um, no, like when they read the script, they're like, I don't know. Hey, you, I don't know B-Day song. I was like, well, listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> when, when did you become a Madonna fan? How, what's your, what's your, the start of your Madonna journey? It's kind of interesting because my earliest memory is my sister, not earliest memory, my earliest Madonna memory is my sister getting picked up for soccer practice and I could hear Lucky Star being played on the radio in the van. And I didn't like it because I was all into country music when I was a little boy. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, what is this weird song? Then I randomly got Like a Virgin for Easter one year. I still didn't really care. Then my sister liked True Blue. So like there was like this exposure to Madonna and I, she grew on me. But then when Like a Prayer came out, I feel like that's when I was like, oh... Mm -hmm. She's amazing. Now I'm going mm -hmm. to claim her as one of my favorites. <laughs> so it took a few years to get there. It took some growing up and then Like a Prayer did it. And have you had the opportunity to see her in person? In concert? Yeah. yeah. My first concert, unfortunately, in my opinion, was the Drowned World Tour. Because I thought it was going to be a big party and people were sitting down for like half of that show. Really? Yes, in Los Angeles at the Staples Center. Like, because there was like, you know, there was like the fighting in the air and ballads and all that. Like, it didn't become a party until the last act when she did like Holiday or whatever. Yeah, yeah, And I yeah. was like, this is a little underwhelming for a Madonna show. But then oh, I was see, like, I the always, invention. I always say Drown World Tour is one of my favorite tours of hers because it was so thematically different and dramatic and like intense. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. you know, I mean that frozen reveal when they rip the sleeves off of her and she's doing all the, I mean, it was just amazing, but, um, yeah, I don't, I, I have would a consider it a, a sister show to the Madame X show. I think they're both. Very oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, totally. It sort of had the same darkness yeah. and, um, yeah, I, I agree. 
I, I almost feel like it's a bit unfair, the expectations that we place on her. I mean, again, we've, we say this all the time on the show where we are sort of expecting her to stay the same yeah. and not allow her to evolve in any way, shape or form because people want her to be what she was on the yeah. Blonde Ambition Tour. And I'm like, well, that's, you know, nobody can stay the same. We all grow up, we all age, we all change with the times. And I feel like we're not allowing her to change her appearance in any way, shape, or form. But then I feel like people would also give her shade if she didn't change her appearance. You know, like if she, it's a double-edged sword. I don't know if she can win either which way. So in that- Well, if I could speak to that, because she was, uh, to, to quote-unquote, aging gracefully, which again, who cares how you want to age? It, it's none of our business how someone wants to age. But when she did like... um even like American Life and Confessions, like she was clearly in her 40s. She wasn't trying to be young. She was just being healthy, vibrant Madonna. And again, there seemed to be a time when she switched from just letting herself grow and she sort of like regressed and wanted to be youthful and wanted to fit in with the kids and we're just mm. dating really young people. Again, she's allowed to. I don't care. But I think that gives people a reason to think, oh, she's trying so hard now. She's trying so hard. Like, why is she being mm. so desperate? Why can't she just be old? And why can't she just go away or whatever they want to say? It comes across as needy and people don't like needy. Yeah. Uh, however, I, I will say, I I never discount Madonna and I feel like she could do, you know, all it takes, like you said, all it takes is uh, one single to change people's minds and perceptions. You know, she could yep. come out of the of the of the gate swinging and yeah everyone would start loving her again like i don't i use this as a as a bad example like when Cher had her believe song come out and that was like the gay renaissance like everyone was like Cher, it's amazing i feel like madonna could have a believe moment i mean she's done it many times with you know her ray of light moment and, you know, her confessions moment and where she has these moments where she comes back into the, the cultural zeitgeist and slaps everyone across the face being like, you really thought I was going to go away forever and you weren't going to see me. (laughs) And I sort of feel like that could happen again. Maybe she just hasn't wanted to do it, you know? And um, I don't know. I feel like she tries to make a popular song and then radio doesn't play it. So then she does her own thing, a.k.a. Madame X, and people mm-hmm. are like, well, what is this? Again, she can't win. But yeah. I agree. Like, if she, if she really worked, 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 which she does all the time, but, like, worked until she had the song, which was clearly the song. But then again, you never know. You never know when you release a song. Are people going to like it? Are people going to hate it? Like, I think yeah, Living I'm- for Love is an amazing song, but it didn't get played anywhere. Yeah, it just didn't resonate. And I mean, there's a multitude of reasons why, you know, it could have been the rollout of the album, you know, because everything leaked early or, I mean, you never know what the the reasoning is behind it. But I mean, obviously Madonna's quite capable of doing, like she could do like holiday 2.0 and in, in a heartbeat, I'm sure she could just like, she probably like you know, like blows her nose and uh, like holiday <laughs> 2.0 could happen. I, I think us hardcore gay Madonna fans wish like the Kylie Minogue disco album had been Madonna's album. Like we want her to give us that. And she just hasn't quite done that in a long time. Yeah. I mean, I, I have faith that her forthcoming music collaboration with Sickick will be maybe something close to that because yeah. I believe in Sickick as a producer 
he's got great, you know, his, his DJ skills are phenomenal. And I think that him working with her could possibly be something magical. And I mean, here's hoping, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, every, everyone's like, why doesn't she go back to Patrick Leonard? And I agree with that, but I think it would be fun if she even went back to her old sound. I know she never would, but like in the eighties when it was like live drums or at least sounded like live drums, like those songs are classics because the production is timeless. You know, Mm -hmm. you can never beat a live drum sound or a live bass. Like do that, do a couple songs like that, and see what happens. Yeah, well, like uh, we had uh, Stephen Bray on the show a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, was great. I mean, just to have Stephen Bray work with her again, like that would be yeah. amazing. Oh yeah, um, but you know, I mean, it, it's like how many people, you know, it, from your career thirty years ago, would you actually avidly seek out to work with? You know, like if I don't know, I know, but there is something about an artist producer. Um, creative connection, like like Janet and Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. There's right. a, a country singer I love named Trisha Yearwood. She works with this guy named Garth Fundus. Anytime they work together, it's amazing. I think there's a magic that comes with special relationships that can mm-hmm. last for decades, like Janet Jackson or whomever. It doesn't mean you have to work with them exclusively, but I don't know. Sometimes it'd well, be I mean, Madonna's done stay. that. She's done that with Mirwais. I think that's the closest, you know, I mean, other than yeah. her 80s and early 90s work, I mean, Mirwais is probably her most current frequent collaborator at this point where, you know, she did the music album, American Life, and then Madame X. So I feel like that sort of, I'm, again, maybe Madame X wasn't the music people were expecting to hear from her, but mm-hmm. it's still, that was somebody that she wanted to work with and she did, yeah. you know. And I like that album. I'm I'm one of the people that actually enjoy it. I think it could be edited, but I enjoy it. I but I agree. I I when she was possibly doing the biopic, my fantasy was that she would do a, a fresh soundtrack album for that, using maybe some unreleased tracks that she did during the '80s, but then very akin to what she did with the "I'm Breathless" album, wrote songs in that realm. And I thought. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be fascinating if she like wrote with Patrick Leonard, produced with Stephen Bray, and they like put together an album that sounded like Madonna in the eighties, but was something like forward, you know, it it was like a nod to it, but not like exactly that. I always thought that would be fantastic. Yeah, the, the the old and the new combined. I mean, that's what a lot of artists do, like Dua Lipa, Carly Rae Jepsen. They bring the 80s into the modern day. Who shouldn't do that but Madonna? Like, seriously. However, that could be the exact reason why she's not doing it. We, if, if, if someone says, Madonna, do this, she's like, never mind. <laughs> we can't <laughs> exactly. tell her what to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly, because the, the moment you start telling, if you tell her that that's, then it, it doesn't end entice her in any way shape or form which is funny and strange all at the same time you know like whereas kylie is constantly giving fans what they want madonna is like "Mm, i'm not going to do that (laughs) i think she sees herself as a very serious artist that makes Mm -hmm. pop artsy pop music so kylie's just gonna be like sure i'll make some dance music let's put it out and see what happens let's move on to the next thing yeah and i think Everything Madonna does, she's like, well, what do I, what do I want to say? It's far more serious. Yeah, agreed. I think it's it's two different types of artists. You know, Madonna, I don't think she's ever wanted to be considered just a, a pop singer. No. 
you yeah. know, that and she's not, she's that, a true artist. Yeah. Well, so off, off topic of Madonna, uh, since you've been on Gilmore girls and it's a favorite show of mine and a favorite show of yours as well. Tell me about your experience working on that show. What was it? What was it like to be in the world of Gilmore girls? Well, this was a long time ago. This was like 18 years ago now. And it was a very small part. It's it, But it's interesting because it's if you're a fan of Gilmore Girls, this episode tends to be a fan favorite episode. It's when the daughter, Rory, gets swept up into this secret society at Yale and they do this big dangerous stunt. And they're just a bunch of rich kids, you know, living dangerously. Um, but I had never seen the show when I got to work on it. At the time, oh, I was funny. with a guy, and he was a huge Gilmore Girls fan, so he was freaking out. He's like, oh, my God, you're going to see Rory. You're going to like be in her world. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but since, since getting to do the show, I've watched the show incomplete like at least five or six times. It's one of my favorite, favorite shows. So uh, it's surreal to see myself pop up in, in the Gilmore world, and I'm like, wait, what? Makes no sense. But uh, everyone was very nice. It was a blast. and you know, With, with that show, I was always very curious – how many takes would they do for scenes? Because I know like sometimes it's like just talking, 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 talking. Was yeah. was your scene uh, like heavily edited scene or was it more like long take type of scene? No. Well, the thing is, the, the, there's a thing where I'm on the ground, like Rory is talking to Logan and I inter- interrupt them and then they go to the top of this tower to jump off. And oh, so that's was, the umbrella, was, right. And not in Omnia Paratu or whatever it is. Paratus, yes. Inomnia yes, Paratus, oh, Paratus yes. <laughs> um, so it was supposed to be done in one day, but because it goes long, they had to bring me back another day because these things do take a long time. Um, they were really good with their lines, but I was, I was there another day prior to it or after I forget observing and Alexis could not get through her a monologue that she had she kept stopping she kept messing up she kept being like I I can't get this I can't get this so I think the dialogue was probably a a big challenge for them a lot of times which contributed to the very long days but when Mm -hmm. I was there doing my scene the only thing the only note I got was from the director and he was like Gilmore it up meaning speak faster (laughs) oh how funny so no Lauren Graham interaction no, not then, but two years prior, I had started doing extra work. And so coincidentally, I played an extra at Yale, like a student at Yale, which I ended up actually being cast as. And they were shooting a scene and Lauren Graham was, I don't know, 50 feet away from me. And I'm standing with these two guys and they were being bad background actors and they were actually having a conversation while the scene was being oh, shot. God. So Lauren looks at me though and was like, hey, you need to stop talking. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> trying to point at them like it wasn't me it was them like she was nice but she was like we're trying to do our jobs over here and i was like oh shoot <laughs> that's my uh, one yeah I, I, I did background work uh last year on and just like that and oh i was amazed at how people failed to realize when the director was telling them don't say anything just pantomime that that meant for them to be quiet they don't get it. <laughs> like, cause yeah, people were literally having conversations and the director was like, I need everyone to be quiet. I'm like, yeah, just move, pretend to move your mouth. It was, they can't do that. They can't. It's <laughs> or they'll go really big know. or just be like nodding a lot. You know, they love to yeah. nod during a pantomime. What's what scene were you in for in just like that? Like who was there? I was in a couple scenes for in just like that. Two, you couldn't see me, and two, you can. So I was in the very first scene of the very first episode when oh, Bitsy Von Muffling is with the ladies, and she yeah. leaves, and then they're all waving goodbye, and then I 
thank God Michael Patrick King chose the extreme wide shot of all three of them because then you get to see me walk directly behind them. So it's like clearly, ah! oh, there I am walking behind them. And then there's another scene when Carrie and Anthony are trying to sneak out of the, the school benefit, the fundraiser, yeah. because she's with the teacher that she threw up with outside of the, yeah. the bar. And they walk right past me. And that was one of my infamous acting scenes where I was not actually laughing, but you think oh. I am. So Oh, we'll have yeah. to watch that then. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> like a blink scene, and you miss it. it. Okay. That it must have been surreal to be there when they're shooting the very first scene and getting the first yeah, it was what they were setting it up. It was it was phenomenal. Like, because uh, I'm such a huge Sex in the City fan, and it was always oh, a sure. dream of mine to have been like, I worked in an acting school, and all the actors, like, you weren't an actor in New York unless you had Sex in the City on your resume. And <laughs> I was always so, so jealous of people who got to have sex, uh, sex in the City on their resume. And when it, I'm, you know, when I heard they weren't doing the third movie, I was like, oh, that's my last shot. I'm never going to be on that show. And then they, when I found out they were coming back, I'm like, okay, I don't care what happens. I need to find a way to be on that show. And uh, yeah, and then I was on that that first scene. And I mean, literally, I wouldn't, I didn't even care if I was seen on television, just being there in person and watching them do the scene in rehearsal was gifts oh, yeah. enough for me. I was like, okay, this is like sex in the city on stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also seeing their process, I would be fascinated. Yeah. You're so yeah it was, Oh, and I mean, it's a huge production and, uh, but yeah, it was, it was amazing to watch and to be part of, and I would love to do it again, but and I watched that whole season to tie this into Madonna because everyone complained, not everyone, but the fandom complained that they aged those characters incorrectly, that suddenly they were out of touch and didn't know how to behave anymore. And why did they make them so old? Have you noticed that? Like they wanted them to be more like their younger selves. And then we have yes. Madonna. We're like, oh, she's aging and she's being younger. Why is she doing that? Why can't she just age? Right. <laughs> exactly. And I, I do. I think, you know, ageism, but then I also think it's, it's because they're women, you know, like they, they can't win. If, if, if the women on, and just like that were behaving the same way that they were in sex in the city, people would be like, this is not right. This is not how women behave though. The women on, and just like that are behaving in the way that they are, where they're talking about, you know, Oh, I'm getting older or they're having hip surgery or whatnot. People are like appalled because this isn't the sex in the city that we love. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, you can't have it both ways. You know, this mm-hmm. is, I fully agree with you. Damned if they do, damned if they don't. I, I wish women ruled the world. I love the women on End Just Like That, and I love what they did with that show. And I also love Madonna, and I love what she's doing with her career. I, I mean, I'm forever jealous, and I will follow her down the path to whatever she she does because... Oh, ditto. She's got me for you know, life. Uh, exactly. She's I'm on board. You yeah. know, I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, will, will there be any other Madonna sketches in your future? I don't know, because I kind of said what I wanted to say with that one, but I've had a few people be like, you got to do a sequel to this, you got to follow it up. So we'll see, you know. The thing I tried not to do, or didn't do with that short, was because there's also rival fandoms, which I find exhausting, because I love multiple artists, I don't understand why we have to pit them against each other. Janet Jackson stands fighting against Madonna stands, Gaga against Madonna, it's it's Yours could never, and they didn't do this, and it's like, they're both (laughs) awesome, like who cares? It might be fun to explore that in a comedic way. That might be what I do. Oh, I mean, I think, well, Twitter's about to implode, but I, I think you could literally just do a short sketch of you tweeting with somebody back and forth, back and forth, you know? Yeah. Or it could be a grinder. 
conversation back and yeah. forth, you know, like there's a multitude of, of ways that you could just a very isolated sort of, yeah. uh, you know, en- encapsulate a little episode there. Yeah. I think I'll have to, I'll do that in the new year. Yeah. There you go. Um, Okay, well, Artie, I think it's time for a little segment we like to call the lightning round. These answers are just meant to be quick off the top of your head, wherever you're at, in your Madonna journey today. Don't think too hard. Favorite Madonna song? Keep it together. Oh, I that's, I did not think that was going to happen, but... Yeah. Like a prayer, so that, that makes sense. Exactly. That live, favorite the Madonna? live instrumentation, it's funky, all that. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's totally. Uh, favorite Madonna music video? Uh, Rain. Top of my head. Mm. Probably uh, not accurate, Madonna... but it's the first one that came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite Madonna tour? <sighs> not, I know it's not Drown World. Girly show. Mm, good. Yeah, that, I feel like that one gets so lost all the time. It just it because not a lot of people saw it. And, and, I know, and it's, it's not necessarily her best, but it connected to like my own like sexual awakening. So it's a really hot, sexy show, and I'm, I'm down mm-hmm. with it. Uh, favorite Madonna look, and this can be from a video, a tour, a photo shoot. Oh, the cover of Justify My Love single. Uh, the Patrick DeMarchelet shoot. Oh, 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 with the cigarette and the, the collagen lips and the hat and the leather. Oh, so sexy. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Well, Artie, tell everyone where they can find you on social. Uh, my name, but I say Artie O'Daly, and people are like, Archie who? And I'm like, okay, it's A R T I E O apostrophe D A L Y. But it's, it's Artie O'Daly everywhere Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all those things. And if you want to find uh, me on YouTube, it'd be easy to search Do You Speak Madonna or Artie O'Daly Bad Boy, Bad Boy Comedy Series. All those things will lead you right to me. Yeah, I, I also I loved that you titled the show or the, the sketch, do you speak Madonna? Because I think that's, it's very appropriate for Madonna fans because there is a language. I think that if you're a longtime Madonna fan, you can say, you know, quotes or lyrics or, you know, little things like when you get to the airport and there's the moving sidewalk and you think nobody knows me, you know, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) yes. It's its own, because it, it's, it's not a literal language, but it is a sort of vernacular or something where it's like, do you understand what I'm talking about when I talk about Madonna? I'm glad you get it. I wasn't sure if I, if I titled that that, if people would understand what I meant by it, but I, I'm glad it came across. Well, I think you, you just have to make sure that like you realize people are, it's like, we're not saying, do you speak comma Madonna question right. mark. <laughs> you know, like I'm obviously we know Madonna speaks, but uh, <laughs> it's not you asking that question. It's, you know, like, do you speak quote unquote Madonna? Yeah. yeah. Can it's I change okay. my music video answer from the lightning round? Uh, of course. <laughs> I said you, rain. I don't know why. I think it's beautiful, but I have to say, I think the one I go back to the most is don't tell me. Cause there's something about when the Cowboys come from the screen and then are behind her and it's super simple and she just looks very sexy and, I love Don't Tell Me. I'm going with that yeah, one. Yeah, I had such a crush on those cowboys. Oh, all of them. More than a crush. Like, <laughs> wet dreams about those cowboys. Well, yeah. and see, and that's also why I think I loved Drown World Tour, was because those guys were up on stage, you know? So oh, I was, yeah. like, salivating over them in the video, and then, dun-dun-dun, there they are, yeah. muscled <laughs> and shirtless in front of me, you know? I gotta watch that again. It's been a while. It's good. Yeah, it's good. I mean... Yeah, it's good. Some of those guys, I was like, 
I think that was the reason why I started my gym membership was because I was like, <laughs> I need to start doing some bicep curls. <laughs> So you can wear like flannel, a with shirtless, yeah, snaps. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you that 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 is one of my favorite costumes, where you just cowboy hat, sleeveless, you know, sort of distressed mm-hmm. shirt and jeans and cowboy boots, and then people mm-hmm. are like, "Oh, are you a cowboy?" I'm like, "No, I'm a backup dancer from Madonna's Don't Tell Me video." So low <laughs> effort, so high concept. You know, yes. that's that's the way you got to do it. But then they're going to ask you to bust out some of the moves. You don't know the choreo? (laughs) That's the title of the next short. (laughs) You don't know the choreo? (laughs) I mean, I think as a Madonna fan, you have to know at least some key Madonna choreo. Like, you have to know how to Vogue. Yeah. You you have to know that. I think, I mean, I know the... 1989 VMA express yourself performance choreo because Ooh. that was, I mean, just on repeat, on repeat, on repeat. What's, what's other good choreo? I don't think know? anyone learned this one, but I taught or watched the, the, the La Isla Bonita from the girly show where she's doing that thing. And she like does something with her arm. For some reason I wanted to learn that choreography. So that's, that's in my wheelhouse. Oh, that's good. I was going to yeah. say you could very easily, well, uh, nobody knows me is easy because that's just her like marching across the stage, it is, you know, yeah. so that that's Madonna walking is always very poses. easy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like sort of like juxtaposing your hands around. And, um, what's, what's the other one I was, Oh, very easy from reinvention tour also is Papa don't preach. I mean, it's just a bunch of twirls, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> that's it's She that's loves easy. a good twirl. She loves to stick her oh, well, Can up. you do the, can you do the deep knee squats? No. Yeah, Believe me, I try. Anytime I do squats, though, at the gym, I'm like, oh, this is so music right now. <laughs> Madonna at the Grammys. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 when I had the opportunity to dance on stage with Madonna, I thought for one moment about busting out those deep knee squats to try to impress her. And in the moment, I was like, Stefan, do not do those deep knee squats because you were going to drop and never get back up, and you will embarrass yourself in front of Madonna. So I chose not to do that. Plus, I don't think any one of us could last as long as Madonna could uh, uh, doing the knee squats. So if yeah, you're putting up a challenge, bu- she's going I to win. I would have busted a knee or done something. Like, yeah. I busted a knee or like landed flat on my ass, and then it would have been mortifying. <laughs> but a good story. I don't know. True. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you see the video of me busting my ass in front of Madonna trying to do deep, deep knee squats? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Artie, have a great time in London. Are you doing anything else other than Inside the Groove? Uh, I think I'll probably go see the Ava show again. <laughs> it's in London and it's my favorite thing, so I gotta. Nice. Awesome. Well, have fun. Tell Edward we said hi. And uh, thank you so much for joining me today. If you've not streamed his video, Do You Speak Madonna, go on YouTube, stream it. It's funny and you will definitely feel akin to, you will feel the Madonna fandom. Yeah, we're all family. Exactly. Thanks so much. Bye, Stefan. <laughs>